All right, folks. Uh, I got this book in the mail a couple of weeks ago. Uh, nice little hardback book. Beautiful cover. Um, the title is Life is Good. And uh, the subtitle is How to Live with Purpose and Enjoy the Ride. Now, when I first got this book, I was a little leery because the title was kind of like a self-help thing. But once I got into this book, this book is freaking amazing. And it's written by two gentlemen who, uh, who are out of Boston, uh, Bert and John Jacobs. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Hey, Greg. Good morning, Greg. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Abs- Glad you like the book. You know what? Um, I got to be honest with you. I got two in the mail. Uh, I gave. Uh, there's a gal in uh, who I work with who's having some problems with her teenager, and so I gave the book to her and I said, "Just look through it. You know, maybe it'll, maybe it'll, you know, shed some light or help your teenager." And she came back to me in a couple of days and said, "Holy mackerel! This is this is a really good book. It's not only a value-based book." a moral-based book. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of innate to humans and, and how we perceive life and what we can do to enjoy life. And uh, so when I started getting into this, guys, it, it blew me away. I mean, it absolutely blew me away. Um, so, so glad to hear it, Greg, and thanks for passing it on. We appreciate it. No, I'm serious. Um, uh, the layout is fantastic. I think it's uh, designed to hit a, a wide um, range of audiences from uh, young kids to adults, uh, seniors even. Um, it's got really cool stuff in here. So who's going to jump in and tell me what this book is about and why you guys wrote it? Well, I'll, I'll start, you know, um, J.J., jump in wherever you want. But, you know, everything in the book is very simple. In fact, one of our chapters is about how simplicity is a superpower. And uh, the simple idea here is that the world just has too much negative information. And, and the media plays a huge role in that, as, as you're well aware. So um, we thought maybe there'd be room for kind of a, a rallying cry for optimists. And, and for celebrating life, because a lot of great things happen in the world, and it's and it's healthier to focus on them. And so we just decided, we just started designing T-shirts that said "Life is good," three simple words, and it was really commercially viable, which told us that a heck of a lot of people need more optimism. So that that's really you know um, where the where the business came from, um, and the book is about what we've learned from our customers, starting in the street to uh, now the retailers and consumer base of uh, millions of people out there that buy these T-shirts, what have we learned about them? It's really not about apparel. It's about the idea that optimism is powerful and, and that all of us have a choice when we wake up in the morning to focus on what's wrong with our life or focus on what's right. And, and by focusing on choosing to focus on what's right with our life, we can grow those things. And... Um, you're right. It's for people from all walks of life. It's not for people on easy street who have everything figured out. Uh, it's for anybody and everybody. And um, we're, we're a perfect example. You know, when we started this business, we, we had no money. We had $78. We had no professional experience. And we had no professional skill set. The, the only thing we really had was a belief that we could connect with people and, uh, and the optimism and the optimistic message. And it's carried us along, you know. So it's a, it's a $100 million business today. We've got a very strong nonprofit that helps 
uh, kids overcome violence and poverty and illnesses, and hopefully we're just getting started. <clears throat> was was this John talking? Uh, that was Bert. That was Bert. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I haven't got your um, I haven't got your voices down yet. So uh, okay, yeah, Bert. No yes. Now, John, answer me this. Um, I, I love what your brother just said, but where did you learn this? Where was it? Your parents? Well, I, the number the number one source for us was was our mom by far. Um, we we grew up in a house of eight people, um, small house. Our dad was a blue collar guy, um, worked in a machine shop and worked hard. And uh, a couple things affected him, but but a big one was a near death car accident that our parents were in when Bert and I were in grade school. We're the youngest of six. And uh, it really impacted, our, our dad lost the use of his right arm and was severely injured. And, um, and it, it really impacted his temperament, and it really changed the, the whole vibe in our house because he did a lot of yelling, and it, it wasn't his fault. He had a lot of frustration and uh, stress about, about economics and um, just trying to, to feed his family. But, but the balance of that was our mom was just an incredibly resilient optimist who time and again had us focusing on what's right. She'd look around us, at us at the dinner table and say, tell me something good that happened today. And as simple as that sounds, she would change the energy in the house, and she got us riffing on some funny or positive or absurd moment from the day, and that momentum just carried us forward. And I, I don't think until we were adults did we look back and realize how powerful that was. And um, I think that really manifested itself ultimately in, in Life is Good, where you stumbled along sleeping in a van for five years trying to sell T-shirts in college dorms. When we finally hit something that was commercially viable, it came from that conversation about, wow, there's so much negative information flying in people every day. We wonder if we could create a rallying cry for optimists to focus on what's right with this world, what's right with people's lives. And that's what Joan taught us is, is what you focus on will grow, and we all have challenges and obstacles. And, and then later, when the business grew a little bit, we heard from people going through much harder adversity, people facing cancer, people losing loved ones, and they said the same thing. You know, we, we, I'm focusing on what's I'm, what I'm grateful for today. I still have friends that love me. I can still walk. I, I can eat a sandwich. I mean, it's basic things. I love my dog. And... That people tend to get an elevated sense of gratitude when they've been through hard adversity, and that's the biggest thing we learned of all from our customers, and that's why we ended up creating a kids' foundation, hosting big events to raise money, because we, we really believe that everyone has that choice, no matter how hard your life is, to decide to focus on obstacles or opportunity. Everyone does have that choice, and I've got to also say that there are hundreds of thousands of children in the United States, millions all over the world that don't have that parent, uh, that don't have that um, uh, love, that don't have that compassion, but it's innate in all of us, okay? So a book yeah. like a book like this, it, to me, is very meaningful because it can hit an inner-city kid, a 13-year-old girl that that's just starting to come into her identity and and trying to work through all the peer pressure that comes with being a, a young adult. And she's confused, and she's upset, and she's always trying to please and be like everybody else. But this book really 
creates individuality, I think. It, it really um, inspires the inner person. There's a great section here, Superpower Number 7, on compassion. And compassion, I was raised Catholic, older, oldest of eight kids, East Coast. My father was an architect, hard worker. Um, and, you know, mom had to take care of all the babies. But, but my mom and dad, who were... Uh, boomers who were depression babies, not boomers, but depression babies, um, realized that that these core values of of expressing yourself, of being, of understanding, of of forgiving, but also to enjoy who you are as a person, and and this book really hits home on a, on a number of things for me. Thanks. I mean, Greg, that reality that there's a lot of kids that don't have that loving presence in their life is exactly what our Kids Foundation is focused on. We, we train child care providers that are in the trenches every day, the teachers, the counselors, to help kids to, to be able to view the world through optimistic eyes and to open their arms to the world because oftentimes those, those uh, things like poverty, violence, and illness, they, they have no control over and they cause a kid to grow up with with fear, and uh, if they have the right teacher, counselor, or parent in their life, that can change, and that's uh, what we're trying to do. Those, those people are you know, people that will. Yeah, they're, they're, those people are um, out there in homeless shelters. They're out there in foster care centers. They're in oncology departments. There's child life specialists. Now, our focus is the social and emotional health of that child. Essentially, the same thing that's been on those T-shirts. It's it's teaching that child to have a resilient disposition that that's just what you said Greg they're, they're proud of who they are and uh, they see opportunities around them and uh, you know they're not afraid to connect with other human beings and make things happen those things sound simple but when children face trauma they lose the ability to do those things and um, you know we're trying to make sure that's not the case for as many of them as possible Greg, if you don't mind, this is John. If if, if we could mention, uh, Bert and I are on the road. We're going back to our roots um, and getting back in the van for the next two months. We're traveling around the country visiting uh, children's charities and help funding uh, to raise over a million dollars for kids in need. And a way that your listeners could help is simply to hashtag grow the good every time you do that and share something good that, that you've seen that, that's happening in your life. Every time you do that, we'll donate another dollar to our Kids Foundation. And, again, our goal is to raise well over a million, and uh, the more we can get that word out, the better. So thank you to anyone who, who hashtags grow the good. Grow the good. I love it. Um, I, I, I absolutely love it. So did you guys go any – okay, you guys understand, obviously, <laughs> um, what life's about. Uh, you, you know, you had – you had your mom teaching you, and, and you guys have obviously followed a path that have, have kept you uh, connected to that. But did you, did you guys – did you guys, either of you, go through anything traumatic as a child that uh, um, that you put in personally? You know, I think into the this? biggest thing is uh, we can answer it a lot of different ways. Um, yeah. We had a highly dysfunctional home. So when John talks about our dad um, – <clears throat> being in a near-death car accident, losing the use of his right arm. The biggest thing was that he became depressed. Yeah. And he screamed and yelled at us every day. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, it, it, looking back as an adult, we can realize that he was screaming at himself. Yeah. But as a kid, it was traumatizing. Yeah. And uh, that's also when we look back, we say, well, how did we land on our feet? How, how did we? I mean, that just is, is uh, difficult for a child. Yeah. And to to bear with, you know, um, but I think that uh, um, John's description of our mom being the glue that held the family together and teaching us that while we're facing something really difficult, she, she stayed with our father um, all along, which, as John points out, uh, we call him the bear. The bear was never a bad guy, but he lost himself. Yeah. Life just got a got a hold of him and, you know, he, he lost himself. Thankfully. In his old age, we, we lost him, actually, in April, mm. but, uh, and he was 94 years old. Mm. But in the last 10 years of his life, the great guy he really was came back. Yeah. And um, that might be, once again, a, a credit to our mom staying with him, and I think him seeing all of us land on our feet. Um, so, no, we didn't have one incident or horrible thing happen, but um, any friend who grew up with us would tell you that... Uh, over at our house, there was a lot of dysfunction, and it was just uh, too much screaming and yelling, and um, the house were, fell apart, and um, we really it wasn't wasn't a, a healthy situation at home, except for the fact that our mother focused on our disposition. Yeah, you know the only saving grace I can think of of, of um, being an adult, uh, well, going through trauma and then living through it and and realizing it as an adult is a. Uh, um, you learn to forgive. Um, it took me a yeah, long time. Absolutely. And, and I think forgive, absolutely. forgiveness is one of the most powerful tools that we have in our arsenal. And if, you, if a person understands that, you know, it's easy to have a child forgive. Okay? You can tell a child to just forgive. But as that child goes through life, as more trauma impacts their life, as their path changes, they... They they just see more as as we get older because we've survived it and uh, this is exactly what you guys are saying. Same thing happened to me. Um, you know, I survived certain things in my life, and it wasn't until I was in my 30s that I even understood why my father behaved the way he did. But getting back to these um, the core of the book, and and there's one thread that runs through it. We've got about four minutes left, but one thread that runs through it is superpowers. And I think that's absolutely brilliant to position these values as superpowers, because if you really well, think about it, they are. <laughs> well, you know, we think of things like x-ray vision and, you know, bullet speed, but these are superpowers accessible to us all. There are things like gratitude and authenticity and love right. and humor. And, you know, we've talked about some serious stuff here, but we want to make clear there's a lot of funny stories and uh, oh, from both our community and our own. And fun top ten lists and really cool graphics from 25 years of artwork. Oh, yeah. So it's it's really a fun mix of entertainment as well as what we think is plain spoken wisdom. Yeah, I think this is I think this is like a a, a still life movie because you're right these these pictures are are insane. Uh, the graphic design is is phenomenal. It's 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 just so well done. You can open up any page. And you got to get into it because it's it's colorful, it's fun, it's entertaining. I, I totally agree. I mean, I ha I'm having a blast with this thing, actually. <laughs> I really Thank am. Thank you so much, Greg. Yeah. And it's, 
it's available at lifeisgood.com if, if people are interested. And But thanks for, like, diving in and embracing it so much, Greg. Well, I... I yeah, I, people should know... People should know, too, that by buying the book, they're also supporting kids that need help because uh, no matter what we sell, a minimum of 10% of profitability uh, goes to our Kids Foundation. Yeah, well, and I also I notice if you jump on your website and buy the book, you get a T-shirt also. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love it. I yeah. didn't even know that. Yeah, it's on your website. <laughs> All right, Life is Good. Life is Good, uh, written by uh, two... Um, uh, I think very insightful young men, Bert and John Jacobs, um, East Coasters. Uh, uh, sounds like two good kids that uh, uh, are doing something worthy, doing something that they're passionate about. Uh, Life is Good, the book, How to Live with Purpose and Enjoy the Ride. Gentlemen, this has been a kick in the butt for me. Um, I'd like to get you back on later in the year and uh, maybe talk about your bus ride for the next two months. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you, brother. Keep up the good work. All right. Peace. Thank you. Peace. Bye-bye.